Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of YBO. I am your host, Christina Royster, and today I have a special guest who's been on the show before, Brother Ash. Hello, hello. Back everybody, good to be here. Brother Ash is also my low-key producer, so <laughs> he also made the theme song, so if you're feeling the beat, make sure you check him out on social media at Brother, B-R-O-T-H-A underscore A-S-H, and he'll take care of you. But uh, we're here today to to dive into a, a little bit of pop culture news. You know, we had uh, some deaths this week, some passings. Uh, we had a controversial album come out that I definitely want to talk about, and that's kind of why you're here, Brother Ash, to, t- to give us the male perspective on the Drake vs. Megan beef, so we'll get into that in a second. But first, I definitely want to start the show with Put Y'all On, so let's get started. All right, so Brother Ash, you've been on the show before, so you know what it is. Put Y'all On is a segment of the show where I put my listeners onto my favorite thing. It could be my favorite app, favorite food, favorite TV show, what have you. So I'll go first. I'll, I'll uh, let my folks know what, what I'm feeling this week, and then I'll give you some time to think about your Put Y'all On. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. people are always like, dang, you put me on the spot. I don't know. I'm like, okay. I'm going to give you some time. All right. <laughs> I so, appreciate it. <laughs> so my put y'all on is going to be the TV show Yellowstone. I've been enjoying this uh, kind of a binge watch because there's four seasons available. And there's only like 10 episodes every season. So I'm like, I can get through this. But I was kind of wrong about that. I'm getting through it slower than I thought because it's like a Western-ish. And I'm not really usually a fan of Westerns. Is, is it like an old or is it like no, day? it's like modern day Montana ranch, like faith and flag conservatives, like hmm. they'll die for their land. This is America, and like the show's like that. I'm only watching it because <laughs> it, it make give me cringe, make me cringe. Yeah, <laughs> like it's definitely white privilege. It's giving Succession in Montana, and okay. if you know what Succession is, it's the TV show on HBO where. There's just this white millionaire who owns a media company and his kids shuffle around jobs in the company and one's a screw up and the other girl doesn't want to be part of the family company. She wants to do politics and they're all just a nasty mess, a nasty mess, a lot of family drama. So I kind of like that. That's my guilty pleasure, like watching white family drama. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what Yellowstone is. Yellowstone. Well, what I also like about the show, though, is they're in Montana, so therefore they are right on the borderline of a reservation and and, and um kind of kind of res dog land and I talked about on the podcast before how I was loving that show Reservation Dogs because it really talked about the Native American perspective and we are in November right now and November is Native American Heritage Month so Thanksgiving respect, y'all respect. Thanksgiving coming up please remember that they didn't ask to to sit down with the pilgrims and have dinner, like please believe, I don't think they willingly gave over their mashed potato recipe. I don't know. <laughs> I, have a, I got a question because I just want to be. Yes. I, I just want to make sure. Is um, I don't. No offense by this, but like, was was national? Was this month dedicated to Native Americans in honor of Thanksgiving? Is that was that like America's way of apologizing for? Probably in recent years, because I don't remember ever a Native American a heritage month. Yeah. 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 I mean, so, I, it's dope that it is, but I should look that yeah. up. But every year I'm learning, like, oh, now it's Asian American Heritage Month. Oh, now it's yeah. Mental Health Month. I didn't know, like, I I feel like people do kind of be 
you know, putting a label on things and course correcting. I'm glad we are course correcting because this year, Columbus Day went without, with a blip. I didn't even know it was Columbus Day. Well, they, I think they changed the name. Exactly. They too. changed yeah. the name. Yeah. So I think that we are just trying to pay. Uh, is it homage or homage? I say homage. <laughs> I say homage. Homage. We're paying homage. <laughs> We're paying homage. Yeah, nah. I, I don't know if that's homage or kind of like a, like a backhanded apology. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like how, since, the since, fact that... Since y'all are complaining about this holiday, yeah. we'll make this month, we'll say it's... You know, I'm, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I feel like Native American uh, people should be celebrated based off of things that is important to their culture. Yeah. Not things that we, American culture, has appropriated and has, you know... Yeah, well, even I, Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't yeah. we can even it. get into that. I just but... want to know. I just want to know, because that's but the first time I heard that. That's this. why I do like... Um, you know, watching a show like this because it's giving the white perspective and the Native American perspective, and there's drama in between. But that's my put y'all on. I took up too much time with Yellowstone. So what you got for us? Uh, I'm gonna put y'all on the Hub Thirteen. Um, Hub Dope. Thirteen is my new home. Uh, like Miss Chris D said earlier, um, you know, I produce for her podcast. I'm I'm getting some more podcast gigs too. Um, but I am a producer. Um, I'm an artist as well. I, I pretty much, I just start, I've been telling people lately, I, I, I do hip hop. Like I just create hip hop Yeah. in more than one way. So uh, come through the hub. I'm not the only guy here. It's a bunch of black owned businesses here. Um, a lot of, uh, you know. Uh, artists, painters. Yeah, artists, painters, uh, other podcasters, other producers of different uh, styles and genres of music. Um, there's a woman collective here that I, that I work closely with, Say, Say Network. Um, so yeah, we, like I said, we do a bunch of uh, events, you know, with cannabis being legalized in, um, you know, New Jersey, Hub 13, uh, this building is, is, a, is an ally with uh, the legalization of cannabis in this area. So uh, it's a lot of information that you'll get by hanging around throughout here with, with that stuff as well. So Hub 13, we in Trent, New Jersey, um, downtown Trent, 13 West Front Street. Check us out. That's my PYO. So let's start out with some news. As I said, state of the world. Again, it's just trying times, and I can't sit on this platform and not speak about, you know, what's going on in today's times. So um, we had a lot of important elections happening this week, mm-hmm. and honestly, I couldn't tell you what's going on in every single state, but let's just talk a little bit about our experience and, like, living by Pennsylvania and seeing these Pennsylvania ads and stuff. And I was kind of nervous that Dr. Oz, I even, I even texted you today, like, wow, it wasn't a wide margin. It was a small margin. And that's not, that's what's troubling to me because this is just the, yeah, this is just the beginning because, you know, we haven't even gotten to the presidential election yet. And you were saying how, you know, the, it looks a little light at the polls, you know, mm. and that's probably because people don't make the time to go out during the midterm elections and stuff. And, oh, I'll just vote when it really counts, the president or whatever. But this is actually when it really counts, yeah. you know. Yeah. So um, what really troubled me that I wanted to talk about in particular about the voting was how slavery or some type of slavery language was on the ballot in five states this year. Like, I don't know if you heard about that, but literally states, you know how we have those extra questions like, oh, do you want to legalize cannabis in New Jersey? Yes or no. 
And sometimes, you know, the button, they'll they'll mess up the button yeah. to trick you up or whatever. Yeah. And I saw some headlines that in or other states, Oregon, Alabama, of course, no shade to Alabama, but kind of shade. They had on there like, would you like to amend uh, Amendment Four? Blah blah blah. And you know, nobody knows what that is. Like, mm. let me let me look it up because it was really troubling to me because people were like, "Is this twenty twenty two? Like." That's to me. That's why I think it's important. Here we go to vote, though. Like that's 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 the real reason why it is important. Cause like they really try to sneak some shit like that right under your nose, and you won't even. That's what I'm saying. It's like very malicious. Cause I was thinking about it, and I was like, we we were talking about it. Remember, two thousand four niggas really just switched the winner cause they wanted to, and messed with, literally messed with voting machines. And I'm voting at a machine today. I'm just like, hmm. They could just do whatever they want to this machine. <laughs> I don't and I hate to think like that, but I feel like we are so paranoid now because of everything that we've been through as a country, as a world. Because I as look I look into that, because yeah. that's, that's crazy. Here, I, I'll read you the headline. AP News, slavery rejected in some, not all, states where on ballot. Not surprised. Slavery, involuntary servitude, rejected by four states voters. So who was the one state? Because let me make sure I don't go to that state. Um, in Louisiana, a former slaveholding state and one of a handful of that sentences convicted felons to hard labor, mm-hmm. lawmakers trying to get rid of forced prisoner labor ended up torpedoing their own measure. Okay, so thank God that didn't yeah, go through. First of all... So they're trying to get that forced prison labor as that's slavery, all that, basically. The, that labor, labor prisons that be big on that, they, that's yeah. all that's slavery. That's literally what yeah. it is because the Constitution tells you um, that you are a slave when you're when you're like in jail, when you are like an inmate. Do they still pay them like a penny a day or whatever or no? You are property of the state. Mm. So like and yeah they decide what they pay them is not even the salary what they get compensated whatever goes on their books however they it works in the prison systems obviously it's nothing to the physical labor that's being done but the the point of the matter is you are property of the state that's what cattle slavery is being a human being property and treated as such it may not be whips and chains but it's it's stuff that goes on in these prisons especially these private prisons yeah that we don't know nothing about and it could be whips and chains and we wouldn't know shit yeah because it's it's certain places it's certain places in this country people don't think that it's it's crazy people actually like yo is it 22 2022 yes it's 2022 and it's still people out here that feel like that and yeah. some of these people are running for senate they running for and it starts local it starts when they start running for uh, uh, the PTA board, and then town council, and running for mayor. Yeah, and it, it just, it just kind of. You look at no, yo, know, like people like John Fetterman. I don't look like somebody that should be running yeah. for nobody's election. I hate, you know what I'm I saying? hate like, to. Uh, yeah, because. Yeah, that man. <laughs> and I, I, I hate to like, I hate to like feed into the politics. Like he shouldn't be wearing a sweatshirt on TV, but like. You shouldn't. Like, <laughs> I don't show up to my job in a sweatshirt. I literally put on this Gap bubble vest just to make sure that I looked a little proper. There has been, like, I'm sure there has been, like, outlandish political figures before, but I feel like... Don't you think? I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, nah, but what I was what I was about to say was Trump, though, really ushered in that um, it was okay for anybody. Like, any old, any old anybody. Like, I remember when Sarah Palin and... Uh, 
Yeah, Mitt Romney. Uh, who was Sarah Palin running with? Was it Mitt Romney or was it uh, uh, John, John McCain. McCain? John McCain. I remember that whole thing. Uh, she kept talking about Joe the Plumber. You don't got to talk about Joe the Plumber now. Joe the Plumber's running <laughs> for president, for Senate, she is for too. Congress. She is too. Bro, Sarah Palin's I'm telling back. You, like, I'm, I, when I'm, I saw that, I was like, why is Sarah Palin trying to make a comeback? I'm just Please. looking at some of these political, some of these campaign commercials. I'm like, yo, what the yeah. hell is this country coming to? Yeah. You know, I already be telling you, I think it's the end days. I've said that on the podcast a thousand times. Yo, <laughs> it's, it's about to go down, yo. It's about to go down. It's crazy. Okay, so, like, what do we do as civilians? Like, what are we supposed to do? Like, Look, slavery is on the ballot. Like, we might have to hop the fence. We might have to get out of here. I know a lot of, I know especially a lot of young <laughs> blacks, people our age, millennials, Gen Z, we got so much information that we find like, you know, valid information that would lead you to think that, yo, maybe I shouldn't vote. Maybe my vote doesn't count. When you check elections that have been rigged and you see voting patterns in certain states and, and stuff like that, it is kind of discouraging. Yeah. But what I say, the reason why I take my black ass to the polls is because the Karens of the worlds and these people that follow these crazy people that that want Trump to get back in office, they're going to the polls. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly, yeah. you know they're going to the polls. Yeah, you know they're going. Those middle aged white you know women have nothing else to do I'm, on a I'm, Tuesday. They, they, they <laughs> so my the way I see it, my my enemy is voting. I got the right to do it, given the people that you know what I'm saying came before us and and went through everything they went through. I'm not going to sit here and, and that's just. I'm it. not going to argue that though. Oh, that's they, they shouldn't have it. had to go through it. Why do we ever have to fight for this right? It don't matter. That's just it. We here, and that, unless you unless you got a, a valid plan to lead this country, and and to act, and I'm sure some of us are coming up with one. But while you here, we got to do what we got to do to survive. And I think voting and being and knowing enough. I may not know everything about politics, but I knew Andy Kim was on the ballot. And I was like, <laughs> I'm casting my fucking vote for Andy Kim. I know enough about that. About that brother, I think he gonna be good. I hope, as far as politicians go, and right, you just never yeah, know. You, you never, never really know. know. I, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I haven't met him outside of his element. I don't know the Andy Kim. I know the Andy Kim representative. Yeah, I don't know the true Andy Kim, and none of us know anybody like that. But yeah, he was at the community events yeah. and stuff. You know, he even you know you know he worked with my sister, and he came by the house and honored my father with like a congressional honor after he passed. You know that 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 was yeah. respectful. I really appreciated that. Um, I seen him in the community even before that. I seen him at the yeah. at the you know not so good spots in Willingboro, you know, setting up for his campaigns. Uh, so and that's the difference. That's the difference, and he could get he could end up getting to D.C. and and you know and maybe prove me wrong. But at least as a citizen, I did my part. I, and that's what it ties back to what I was gonna say earlier. What I kept repeating. That's just it. I'm still one of those black people like. F it. I'm going to just vote because it's the right thing to do because I got my right to vote and that's it. And I know that seems old-fashioned, like, oh, you shouldn't just vote just because... No. I'm going to still vote yeah. just because I still got the right to vote. Yeah. And that's it. They want to take that right away from us, literally. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't know how it's going to look in the future, but the fact that people are still bringing up slavery on the ballot in 2022, I only think it's going to get worse from here. I mean, like you said, we've already seen Trump, so, like, yeah, literally anybody here. could run at this point. Anybody. Look, you, you, anybody. anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, you know, voting, democracy. Let's switch to something a little bit different. I wanted to talk about the fact that this weekend is actually 
the opening weekend of Wakanda Forever, or as I like to call it, just hey. Black Panther Two, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the full name. What is it? Black Pan, Black Wakanda Forever, something something. I don't know the full title. Maybe just Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I need this. That's movie. sad. We I all just this, call it. <laughs> I need this movie to hit though. Um, Are you nervous? It won't. I'm not nervous that it won't that it won't because honestly I think it the, can't flop. Um, I think some of the people in the Black Panther cast are definitely some of the uh, more talented people that like you might see like Angela Bassett, Ryan Coogler producing some, those films, and Angela Bassett, everything she's been in. I like uh, I like uh, Mbaku, <laughs> Mbaku. That's my boy. Uh, he's in he's in some uh, that's the, the Jordan guy. Peele joint. Oh yeah, yeah he's in us. So. But yeah, I personally the last couple Marvel movies, I didn't think they was bad, but they just like uh didn't meet the bar for me. So like yeah. I I'm hoping Black Panther kind of like gets me interested. And obviously, you know, you want to see the movie cuz you know they're going to pay respect to Yeah. to our lost brother Chadwick, man. So It um, is called Black Panther Wakanda Forever. <laughs> and so this movie is apparently two hours and 41 minutes long, but hey, we sat through three hours of Endgame, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's how superhero movies are these days. None so, of like... as a fan, like, what are you looking for? Do you think you're going to get action from this, or do you think it's going to be a whole sob story, or like... I think it's going to be a good balance. Um, I would love to see, because from the trailers, like, I kind of see, like, um, a civilization uh, that's kind of, like, similar to Atlantis. Mm-hmm. And it kind of looks like maybe there's a, a struggle for power between them and, yeah. and Wakanda. Because apparently, after the first Wakanda, I mean, after the first Black Panther, Wakanda was um, about to be more diplomatic and like open up Wakanda to the world. So this happening, yeah. I think it's going to be dope. I this, forgot that's how it ended. Yeah. So I don't know if this is a, something that happens because of that or if these people just happen to be pissed off and want to take over the world. Yeah. I don't really know what's going on. I haven't, I usually, I'm a nerd about this. Yeah. And I was going to, I was going to say, um, do you think it'll tie back to any of the other movies we've seen at all? Because I, I don't know where Marvel is going. Like, I think it will. And, um, I hope I'm right about this, but we watch Moon Knight. Oh yeah. That, and that would be awesome. Being that, they are starting to like bring the the Disney shows into the movies. I don't think there's any way that they bring like an Egyptian god TV show to Disney and not have something, even if it's just something that uh, a little wink to yeah, Africa. Just a little wink. Yeah. So, and I like Moon Knight too. I think a that Moon was Knight such Black... a good show. Yeah. It was so confusing. I think I talked about it on the podcast. Like I really didn't know what was happening half the time, but I was just sad that it just randomly ended like that. Like I, think... I don't know what happened. Did they run out of money? Like. You think it's gonna pick back up in Black Panther? First of all, Disney's no such thing as running out of money. They it's that's Disney. It, yeah, in <laughs> fact, I was also gonna bring up the fact that if they go bankrupt the world. Really I think it. this movie just better do well because it cost two hundred and fifty million dollars to make. Oh wow! So Ryan Coogler is feeling a little bit of heat, but he's a black man. He's a thirty-six-year-old black man. And he said there was a point in which he wanted to quit. He didn't feel yeah. like doing this shit no more, and it's just like we're all just working so hard at our craft and we're just trying to be better than ourselves. Two years he he put out Black Panther how many years ago? He's trying to up he's trying to outdo that. And that had a whole era. Black Panther still was that twenty eight? That was a that was a couple years ago. And let's talk about the fact that he's doing this while grieving his main actor, his best friend, Chadwick. That was such a loss for the whole culture and community. But they felt it personally. That was their brother. Yeah. And he 
I think he was like just getting started with the screenplay or was just in the middle of writing the screenplay and had to change the whole story yeah. because of that. And um and then I saw the the other actress Letitia Wright, she had some injuries on set and she was out for months. Oh wow. So their whole team really struggled to put this movie together so I Labor of Love doesn't even do it justice. Um wow. I'm just glad that they had each other, and they really do seem like a strong black cast that really is there for each other. I forget what game I was watching. I was watching the NBA game, and they um they uh, it was the same night of the the uh, world premiere, mm-hmm. and um I just seen one of the cars that pulled up on the uh, the purple carpet. I think it was a purple carpet. I thought that was fire. Yes, because that's like representing royalty. Yes. Um, and it was like black royalty out there on that yo, purple carpet. They had that whip pimped out. It had the T'Challa, uh, like the gold joints. Wow, I didn't see that. On the, on the top of the whip. I was like, yo. And wow. what I love about Black Panther, man, you can say whatever you want about, you know, it being under Disney or Marvel, whatever. Um, at the end of the day, little black boys and little black girls get to see a black man or a black woman be a superhero, yes. have access to the best technology in the world, yes. be about peace and, and community and, and brotherhood and sisterhood. That's dope to me. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if this movie... It used to be like, oh, yeah. I'm Superman. Now it's like, no, I'm Black Panther. Bro, like- I had, <laughs> no, and no shade. Like, oh, we, when, when I was little, I had Static Shock. I had the Green Lantern cartoon. We didn't have a black live $250 yeah. million dollar movie, movie yeah, that was that. about a country of all people that look like me that's superheroes yeah. and shit. And that's best friends with Captain America and them niggas. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that's, and it's me, literally like one white yeah. guy on the movie. I, I don't think. care what, it, what, what Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> He's nobody the talking about. Yeah, nah, yeah. Well, yeah. actually, speaking of Rotten Tomatoes, I think that they actually had a 85% of Rotten Tomatoes, so that's not bad for Rotten Tomatoes. Like, mm-hmm. And again, it's all subjective. This is the thing, you know, I talked about on the podcast, Thor, and how that kind of let me down this year. But yeah. it, I had to think about it. And it when I looked it up, the director, the writer, whatever, he's a comedian. He made it a comedy. And so people who were like, oh, this is just a, a black movie. Like, yeah, this is a black movie. Like, yeah. this is our movie. Like, yeah. if you're coming here to get an average Marvel, you know, yeah. Captain America Avengers thing, this is not that. And so... I said that about Thor, and I'm saying this about Black Panther, you know? Um, I I was disappointed with Thor, man. Okay, so we can't say it was a little disappointing. Yeah. I I mean, I love the comedy factor, but I like, you know, when Thor was, you know, the god of thunder. Yeah, he's literally He was trying to find himself and all of that. It was cool, but like, I don't know. I miss the old Thor. And like, who is that for? Is this for children? Is this for adults? it, 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 it... I felt the Disney collab that Yeah, movie. that I was felt, definitely yeah, was a, Disney a Disney collab. Movie. They might even broke out a song one time. They did. That's why I didn't like <laughs> it. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, fuck Literally, Zeus, the yeah. Zeus song. I was like, oh, yeah, what yeah, is yeah. this? You started singing. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? It's they so wasted horrible. so much time. So, yeah. Uh, that's why we're supporting Wakanda forever. I don't think I'm going to see it on opening weekend, but I'm going to definitely have plenty of time to watch it. I just hope y'all don't spoil it for me because I'm not going to be And able to I don't want to hear no negative shit about nothing. I'm tired of every time something happened for positive for black people. Somebody's going to say there's not enough light skins in God the movie. God damn, bro. Let's just there's celebrate <laughs> this fucking masterpiece for two weeks before y'all start talking shit, please. They already talk shit about Rihanna's song. And I'm like, y'all clearly don't know music and y'all clearly don't know marketing because Rihanna literally came out with uh, 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 not even an R&B, just a ballad. For Chadwick Boseman and for 
Wakanda forever. They like, wanted, they wanted work. Yeah, that's what they want. Yeah, why, why, why? No. Well, that actually ties perfectly into what I wanted to talk about next, and I really didn't do my research on this, so I'm gonna have to real time uh, find out the truth behind this story. But um, I saw on social media that people were mad with Rihanna because you know how she has her Savage Fenty show and she's all about diversity and she just be putting anybody in that show. She'll put you in a wheelchair, uh, one leg, vigilo, or whatever, whatever you have. She doesn't care. Plus size, skinny. And so now I guess she's... Well, she's always like kind of opened it up to other celebrities too. So I saw she had um, Cheryl Lee Ralph, the lady from Abbott Elementary in her show. I was like, oh, that's dope. Like... I mean, she is a seasoned senior body, but, you know, <laughs> that's dope that she's giving people those opportunities. But then I saw a headline that said Rihanna put Johnny Depp in the show. And she does put men in the show, you know. But I guess fans were mad that why would you put an abuser in your show after everything he just went through with that court trial, blah, blah, blah. And some people were like, well, Johnny Depp, the case is closed and he wasn't, you know, he wasn't found guilty, so he's innocent, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like... We don't know if either is true. Honestly, we we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. And so some people are like, typical Rihanna, the victim of abuse. Of course, you would put abuser in your show. Like, so now bring we it up. Victims bring it up victims? all the bring it up all the old stuff. Or then people there was just crazy, it was other people who were like, yeah, Rihanna. <laughs> Rihanna's already shown her true colors before. You guys should have been known she wasn't for y'all. What are you talking about? These are the conversations that I saw on social That's media. That's what I'm saying. Like, when I see stuff like that, I'll be thinking, like, what are you talking about? Like, y'all don't know Rihanna neither. Like, so I don't know how much of that is true. Y'all can look it up. I don't know. I'm not going to waste no more time on it. Yeah. But I just, it kind of just reminded me of how, you know, you can't really please everyone as no, an artist. No, people been yelling new music for years. Yeah. And she gives you a new song and you find, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you can't get too deep into that. People just. Like I said, I think sometimes just being negative is more entertaining, honestly. Yeah, we have we have definitely seen that. <laughs> Me and Brother Ash watched the Barney documentary on Peacock. Oh, and we just learned like there is an appetite for hate, like yeah. deep rooted in American know culture. Really hated yeah. Barney. Like they had clubs about hate Barney. Like, <laughs> like get a They had newsletters. Life, oh, I guess your phone died. But um you know what? That actually just leads me to I was going to save this for last, but I think we should talk about it now. The Drake and Megan thing and how you just can't please everybody. But also, I'm one of those people who was disappointed by my favorite artist. And so let me just set the scene for those who might not be familiar. So, you know, last episode, I was hyping this album up. I was excited. I thought Drake and 21 would do something special, you know, and they did, but not in a good way. Drake pressed all the wrong buttons and I think he did that shit on purpose. I think that, like you said, Brother Ash, before in conversation, like, he knows what he's doing and he can get away with certain things and I don't know, after that it just put a bad taste in my mouth. So what what I'm talking about, what I'm referencing is how on the new 21 Savage and Drake album, Her Loss, um, I even posted about it on the YBO Instagram because I thought the cover art was cool. But as soon as I listened to it, I was like, dang, I spoke too soon. I jumped the gun because you brought it to my attention. I hadn't even gotten through the album yet. I only listened to like three songs. And Brother Ash was like, oh, yeah, people started saying uh, that he he made a diss to Megan. I'm like, come on, bro. I said, who, Drake or 21? Because there's a difference. Like, when Tori came from Megan, I said, I'll cancel you. I don't care. When the baby came from Megan, I canceled him. I didn't care. 
But Drake is one of my favorite artists, so I thought surely this can't be coming from him. I thought it has to be 21 talking out the side of his neck or something. But Josh was like, no, I think it was Drake. And I, so I don't all right, so I don't think that Drake was talking about Meg's this dying situation. At like, all. No. I no. I think he may have known that people may think that and it may be kind of like clickbait, I guess word bait, whatever you call it. Hmm. To drag people to talk about it like we're doing now, but right. when you listen to the song in the context where he said, "Shorty got shot, Shorty got shots, but uh, but she's still a stallion," basically saying like she got ass shots, but she's still a stallion. But like that's kind of wordplay because we know that Meg the stallion got shot. Oh, lie about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. Um, yeah. So, so do you think Megan lied about getting shot? No, no, no. Shorty lied about getting shots, but she still shots. Yeah. Like shots in her ass. Yeah. But she's still a stallion. Like when I first heard it, like I just thought, you know, like Drake wouldn't do nothing like that. Um, like I feel like he's a little bit above, like just kind of slandering the woman for attention. Um, but is because usually not? Drake Drake's not really the artist that comes at like women for stuff like that. I feel like Drake, if anything, wants to like be like the guy that like supports women doing shit. I don't think he would step into that drama of women hating him because of that, because he makes a lot of his music for ladies. Well, to play devil's advocate, and I'm gonna like rename the podcast "Devil's Advocate" because <laughs> to play devil's advocate, some people have said that Drake is washed and corny, quote unquote, like these days. You know what I'm saying? Like we we talked about how he dropped three albums in a year. Mm-hmm. Is he doing too much? Is he trying to stay relevant? Is he like you said, click, clickbait, just trying to yeah. stay relevant. Like that's corny to me. I think he may have said it knowing that it would boost reaction, but I don't. I don't. And but again, I don't know Drake. He could. He could definitely be a hundred percent of an asshole and just make it fun of Meg Stein, which I don't think is cool. My perspective is at the end of the day, I wasn't there. Whether Meg got shot or you know whatever, that's I wasn't there, and I'm not about to like poke fun or tease a woman that has been through this type of domestic violence and, you know, going through grief and every all this negativity that has followed her through her career. Um, like, she continues to just do positive shit. Like, she actually gives back. Like, she actually um, really puts on for her, like, her her people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Graduated like, college, and Drake also referenced that in the song, though. So it's like, at this point, like you said, once, maybe a coincidence, yeah. but twice in one song, like, you're trying to poke fun at her. And it's like, just like... Like you said, my question is why why Drake? Like why would you insert yourself into this conversation yeah. where nobody called for you? And number 2, I think the first thing I said to you was like, still? Like people are still bringing this up? Like it was 2 years ago. That's the biggest thing. I'm like, can we just let it go? But like, I don't know. I really yeah. I really hope that it wasn't brought up like on some shit like that, but like I know like as a rapper, as much as I listen re-listen to my music before I drop a project, there's certain stuff I cut out and change, and that's something that I may be like, ah, people might take that the wrong way, but... That's what I was thinking. I was wondering if 21 Savage was in the studio, like, you shouldn't say that, bro. But you also <laughs> gotta understand, Drake Drake has certified that boy, so, like, if he know... Babe, he's just... gonna lose a lot of fans for this. Is he really? For me, I personally didn't want to finish the album after that. I was just like, that put a bad taste in my mouth. Like, I'm not gonna cancel Drake and say he's not top five, but, like, that... that this is exactly what I was saying last episode about legends putting their foot in their mouth like Nikki just sit down and shut up like you don't have to stay relevant or try to stay up with the times like you could just rest on your loyals like for real like 
I feel like Certified Lover Boy, we did get like some of that classic Drake where he was like really storytelling and like barring shit down. I have felt like some of the uh, releases and singles and collabs um, haven't been as like, um, you know, like, like heavy, meaningful, I guess. Some of the music has been like a little bit more shallow. You said like, Tootsie Slide. We can't handle no more still, Tootsie Slide. I still can't get over that, yo. I was so <laughs> mad at my boy for that. But like I, I don't, you know, I, I'm I don't want to take side. I don't pledge allegiance to nobody. Like I don't owe Drake nothing. I don't owe Meg Thee Stallion nothing. As a as a black man, I'm not about to sit here and just go against the black woman. I'm not about to go against. Thank you. I'm just, so, because that was basically it started as oh my god, you hear Drake brought up Megan, and then I saw the think pieces about misogyny hip hop. Um, literally. Headline from OK Player, how Drake's joke line about Megan Thee Stallion serves as a harsh reminder of the selective protection of hip-hop artists. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's that article title says it the best. I think it was a bad joke. Like, I think it was a, I think it was a bad joke where he didn't directly say it. But since we heard the words in the sentence, we thought it. But then said, nah, that's not what he meant. And he didn't change it, though. He didn't change it. But look what it did. We sitting here talking about it right you're now. Right, and he's right. been doing this his whole career. And that's why I'm like, I don't but really people pay keep, it no but mind. People keep saying, why are you always getting in beef, though? Meek, me, Nikki, why are you always in beef with somebody? You're acting like a female. I'm sorry, but... Look, to each his own. Honestly, I, I wouldn't want to be like in that much of a like situation where like I'm constantly being talked about. And as a rapper, I don't want to have multiple beefs with other rappers and shit like that. But like... I'm not there. I don't know what's going on in between these people. And at the end of the day, I feel like Drake definitely is, he, he's a character, but he's hes hes not going to get canceled. You're right. Like, he <laughs> is a, a, he is a character. People are people not People are saying like, Drake. you got in your feelings when Rihanna didn't want you. And then you start putting on the Jamaican voice and he is a character and he's... He's an artist. You, he's an artist. I think you said that he be playing black when he wants to. Like... I don't know. I'm just starting. As I grow up, I'm like, you're not the same artist that I once, once you know, really enjoyed like that. And I think that's what somebody tweeted. I retweeted. He was like, I started listening to Drake when I was like 18. I'm 36 now. And like, you know, some of his stuff don't hit the same. But like, I still respect what he did. And that's it. That's really just my opinion. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to compare him to at, like. At first, I really hung on like everything Drake did. Like, oh, my God, he can do no wrong. But now I'm just like. That's that the really thing, changed though. You for can't me. feel like that about nobody because people forget these people are celebrities. Yeah. Drake could very well be 30-something years old still acting like a kid. Or Drake could be, like, way more wise and cool than we understand and he could just be acting like this for the, for the media and for the attention. We don't know. And quite honestly, I really don't care. At the end of the day, um, I think what... <laughs> Tory Lanez did about the situation was definitely he was out of pocket. It up, yeah. Whether you actually shot her or not, as a man, I just don't come out of that situation bragging or hostile. Yeah. I'm coming out to clear shit up and to like pay respect to anybody that might have got hurt. That's it. Yeah, like I'm I'm about my business. I'm not I'm not getting aggressive with no female over no. Sh- you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm not gonna act like that. And the baby for you to just talk Inserting about yourself for you to just insert yourself like yeah I hit Meg the Stein like you know that's kind of you know that's how some dudes are just like that. It's 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 toxic. It is what it is. But like I think Drake just kind of just like he touched on a, a subject that's 
kind of like every time the wound heals, like somebody rips it off and like, Drake, come on now, your joke is Yeah, kinda, yeah. You know what I'm and <laughs> that's exactly what you said at the at the beginning of this. Like Megan is still going through trauma herself. Yeah. She lost her mother, her grandmother. Then she got shot in the feet. She still has bullet fragments in her foot, apparently. And I am a fan, so I do read take the time to read her interview with Rolling Stone. And I didn't watch the Gail interview, but the point is she's tired of talking about this and people keep bringing it up and she's just doing so well despite That's That's despite what's annoying everything. about it too. Like, cause I don't really see... Like, I've, I've heard some of her music and she definitely talked about it on, on one of the songs I heard, but like, I feel like she does a lot of other stuff not regarding that thing at all and for it to just keep getting brought to her face by random motherfuckers that just wasn't even there. Drake, like you never even probably had a internet, conversation. Bro. I know, yeah. I know it's some brothers on the internet that's going hard for Tory Lanez. Like, that's fuck sickening. that, fuck that bitch, man. She, she yeah. lying. I'm like, bro, you wasn't there. <laughs> like, yeah, that's why, so sickening. Why, I don't understand why we speak so strongly about people like this. Like, who gives a fuck? Honestly. Yeah, no, offense, no literally. No offense, but I don't know, man. Literally. Like, that's not my cousin. And I, I'm sorry, I'm I'm sorry if she got hurt. I don't want nobody to get shot in the foot. But at the end of the day, I'm not about to lose my sanity or be, you know what I'm saying, or really going hard for these people yeah. on, on Twitter and, you know, calling people out their names and shit. People are crazy. But bro. what I really did just want to highlight is how women still don't get respect in hip-hop. Women still don't get any safety or security. Um, like, we've seen, I've talked about on the podcast before, like, Russell... Uh, Russell Simmons wasn't as a great and nice guy as we thought. And yeah, he, you know, started started Def Jam poetry and all that stuff. And, you know, you got to give him his accolades, but behind closed doors, he wasn't a great guy. So mm-hmm. you're right. These people are not um, martyrs. These people are not people yeah. that we should be looking up to and putting putting so much stock in. Yeah. And, um, They're people. Yeah. It, it's just so violent, though. It's just so upsetting. Um, and, you know, I don't want to, you know, bring up more violence, but I have to talk about what happened to Takeoff because that really hit the culture hard. Um, like, Migos for me was just, like, the soundtrack to my undergrad. Like, (laughs) Migos was really, like, such a time and a place and a culture and a moment, and they really started that whole sound, actually. Like, in, what was it, 2000? I remember hearing thirteen. Uh, I think Versace was like twenty thirteen. Yeah, um, and that was Drake. That was a great time. Yeah, yeah. Hannah Montana. Yeah, and then to see them evolve into culture with Bad and Bougie. That yeah. had the summer on lock. That oh was God. just such a good time and. Then, you know, we've talked about on the podcast before how they started to get a little rocky. Offset was Mm -hmm. trying to leave the group. And they're family. At the end of the day, they are family first. Like you said, these are people. They're not just celebrity. Takeoff's real name is not Takeoff. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I want to pay respect to him. And his real name, for those who didn't know, was Kershnik Kari Ball. And he was only 28 years old. And that is what really devastates me because that's my age. That's that. That could be any of us. Um, Now, the circumstances, that's what I hate in situations like this. It's a tragedy. Whatever happened, however happened, it was a tragedy. People start pointing the fingers. And it's, it's a tragedy that just yeah. did not have to happen. Yeah, it was so you senseless. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, I don't care what's going on, bro. You don't pull your gun out of a dice game, just, at a bowling alley? You don't I'm, even, it's, 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 let's keep it, let's keep it 100% real. 
you don't need to pull your gun out unless your life is in danger. You know what I'm saying? Like, Period. You know, unless yeah. you need, it's, it's life or Not death. Not you're angry. Yeah, like, and I feel like we we got to take a step back um, and really analyze what we um, accept as our culture. Yeah. Because I, I think a, a song that uh, Nipsey Hussle had, uh, he was just kind of, you know, he was going, he was flowing, and, and in between he was talking like in an interview. I think he was in an interview with Sway. He said, we got to address, you know, how we respond to, to insults and conflict as a culture, as a people. Yeah. Because we've naturally, even the Migos, a lot of their music is that, because they from the, the South. Yeah. And they Atlanta. trapped. And they, they, you know what I'm saying? They they know people that, that was probably, that took guns and, and that, you know, got bodies on them and shit like that. Um, and that lifestyle, when you in that lifestyle... Um, and you deep in that lifestyle and you represent it, even when you get out of it and you get the money, sometimes it just follows you. And it's, it's kind of like a stain of our culture. This violence, yeah. of, this gun violence is just a stain in, um, in hip-hop culture. Hip-hop that, culture, That's man. what it I meant, It seems like yeah. no other genre, like the superstars get picked off like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, So there's so many things I wanted to say about that. Number one, um, I just felt like... Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. No, the first the first thing I wanted to say about that was so I saw a conspiracy theory where like, oh, it's the industry. The industry is killing off our rappers. The whole like Tupac Biggie thing, like who really killed Tupac? Mm. Blah blah blah. That type of thing. I don't really believe that. But the other thing I wanted to talk about was like the pointing of the fingers and like, oh well, you could take a guy out the hood, but you can't take the hood out of him, and he shouldn't have been hanging around them in the first place. That was my that was my dad's <laughs> opinion about the situation. My my fifty year old dad, he texted me like, "Yeah, that's why I left the the hood behind." Talking about Trenton, New Jersey, where we are right now, recording this, where people are trying to revive their community and feed into their community positive things. But like you said, there is this shadow or this ghost or whatever following us of this history of just violence and why why are we responding with guns? Why? I, I just I hate to see it in our communities. It's, and... it's, it's just something that's it's something that's been taught. Um, it's something that we have made appropriate. Yeah. Um, you know You're not cool if you don't got get in the in the music videos and the. Yeah, and you know, as I, I personally, me like I I talk about guns in my music, but I'm serious about my gun. Like I don't rap, I don't rap about guns just blatantly. I kill a nigga, kill a nigga, kill a nigga. If I'm referencing a gun, it's either a metaphor for something because guns are very powerful. They, they can represent being powerful in the room. So, like, I might use a, a bullet as a comparison to my lyrics or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I, my bullets, my lyrics cut through shit, whatever. But, like, I if I rap about a gun, I also got a gun license. I'm I'm legally able to have a gun. It's education to that. You but know what I'm saying? But we have to like, talk about how but we, don't talk we make of, it easy to get guns. I, yeah, I mean, we make... I, most of the time, people in our neighborhoods that got guns, they're not registered. And they, mm. they, it is easy to get them because the government is pouring them into the country. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, I really do think specifically, uh, you know, hip-hop and black culture, you can't have one without the other. Um, and hip-hop culture is has been infamous for gun violence, promoting gun violence. Um, I'm starting to see more and more artists get away from that. But I'm also seeing a good amount of artists continue to, like, just, you know, Rap about it like it's okay, yeah. um, but when you know people that has have lost people to gun violence, it changes their life, and and it's a sensitive topic for real, and it's not nothing you should just throw in a song um, for for entertainment because 
those little boys that's listening to it. I'm sure whoever shot that weapon, I'm not pointing fingers at nobody, but I, I bet you whoever shot that gun probably was listening to music talking about shooting rappers. His yeah. favorite rapper might have got shot. Uh, we don't realize it, but we doing this to ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's so, what really makes it sad. It's, like it's you a tragedy. Said. Senseless. It's, like, yeah. it's just, I, I can understand somebody going because of natural causes or a freak accident or something like that, but somebody just got mad and pulled out a gun and took someone else's life. And it happens so much. On to, Halloween night. It happens so much to our culture. It's almost weird because even like a lot of the stuff they was like uh, Easter eggs in his newest videos. Like he was standing next to like something that said like oh, R.I.P. or but it, it do make you think, especially somebody in the music industry that that I speak about shit that um airways don't want on the airways. Yeah. I speak about you know being black and proud and and, and truth in this nation. Yeah. So I be thinking like, damn, is it is it some white man with a motherfucking coat out here planting seeds in our communities to go kill Nipsey Hussle, to go kill... And I'm like, to go know. kill Tupac, to go kill Biggie because they about positivity. You talked but, about the Malcolm X thing and how if he was here, he could have been president. I think if Malcolm X was still here, the, the country would not be how it is. He had so much powerful, so much influence. It seemed like these people that... I'm not comparing... Um, take off. Take off to yeah. Malcolm X, obviously. But... A black man that has an effect, a black man that has, um, you know, power over his people, influence over his people. Migos was the culture. The culture, truly, especially down south. Yeah. What? Wow. It really, that really just upset me that day. And I was just, we've already lost Kobe Mm -hmm. and Chadwick and... P&B Rock. Yeah, P&B Rock, that gun... That was what, two months ago? Talking about gun violence... P&B Rock, that was really tragic. That was, again, because somebody got your address on social media or something like that, like a pop smoke situation. Like like you said, not being wise in our own communities, but I don't want to point fingers at the victims because be like the, the people behind the trigger are really yeah. the ones who are at fault. Yeah. I mean, we do got to be conscious. We do got to be conscious, though. My pops used to always say, you got to know where you at. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so I, I would just say to... To everybody, just be cautious because there's people out here that will pull a gun out at a fucking dice game. Yeah. At a grocery store, at a Waffle House. No, honestly, I was very scared driving after a concert because I was scared of road rage. Somebody might do something. I was about to say, on the highway next. Yeah. People, I, yeah, we live in crazy times. People are angry. Yeah. Well, speaking of, yeah, RIP because that really... And and like I said, these people are human. Like, people are, why hasn't Quavo made a statement yet? Like... How dare you? Like, that's his nephew. Yeah, that's his like, blood, man. I didn't want to talk. I didn't really make it, you know, like, yeah. When you a lose, statement? You got to make an Instagram post? When you lose people close to you, you don't, sometimes you can't make a statement. Just, and he's probably blaming himself. Like, yeah. why were we out there on Halloween think, night or whatever? I don't know if they was on the best of terms either. Like, the group. Cause yeah. Because I know they had recently, like, kind of, I think uh, one of them went solo. I don't, Offset, I'm not, yeah. yeah. I'm not deep into pop culture and all of that, but. I can only imagine, like, not being on the best of terms with your brother or, you know, whatever, and something like this happening. Man. Yeah. It's just, it's terrible. So, rest in peace to him and... Um, rest in peace to take Peace off. and love to his family, man, because that, that has to suck, man. Yeah. That's somebody's uncle. And also, there was another passing I said at the top of the episode. Aaron Carter, Um, he was, you know, a really prominent Disney figure and boy band figure. He was the little brother of Nick Carter from NSYNC and... Um, or was it Backstreet Boys? But Aaron Carter 
he lost his life to drugs mm-hmm. and and that is also something very prevalent in young people his age mm-hmm. um and and whether it was on purpose or not i don't know but just like suicide and and all those things and and people that particular age group you know 20s and 30s i feel like my mom literally asked me recently, why is, y- why is y'all age group so sad? Why y'all, what y'all Yo. got to be sad about? I'm like, everything. We literally have just been like in trauma since 2001. <laughs> I don't, it's, it's, one is like crazy stuff has just been happening, but I also feel like our generation like is more so encouraged to be sad. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like it's, I feel like we encourage each other to be sad and like to, and like, um, and like like I said, negativity. Like yeah. people people love being negative. They they much rather Oh yeah, so toxic. Yeah. Like, I'm crazy. I'm the crazy girlfriend. Exactly. I love being crazy like Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like I'm just a sad friend. I like, need me a toxic nigga. Yeah, I catch myself sometimes like down and I try not to like let it internalize, but like I feel like our generation is really kind of misguided with how we handle shit. Um because yeah. I I feel like we got access to so much that we just we just find access to the wrong things and put all of our eggs in one basket. Yeah. And And I guess we won't have much access to Twitter much longer, thank goodness, because that's a gift and a curse because Twitter, for me, I've been a user since like 2012, so for me, it really was like my morning newspaper. And now that the ownership has changed, Elon Musk has bought out the place and fired half the employees, people that I knew and follow, I literally knew this black girl, Giselle, that worked for Twitter Music and she lost her job. And now you're on LinkedIn looking for a job. Like, he's just playing with it like a toy. Like, these are real people. And I don't know if these people have a class action lawsuit on their hands because they weren't given 60 days notice. They were literally told via email Mm. if you were staying or going. And that was it. And you were losing your email by the end of the day. So I just feel for those people, especially... God has a plan for everything. I was telling my friends because when I was unemployed and I was looking for a job, I thought Twitter was my dream job. I thought Twitter would be a great place to work. Then I paid attention to that technology news. Y'all got to pay attention to what's going on because y'all be like, oh, I love Coinbase. I love so-and-so. These are not great companies. They don't treat people good. Mm. And um, Twitter's always kind of been like, Jack always had something off about him, you know? So Twitter's just like a cesspool for... People. But that's the thing. What I was trying to say is like it depends on who you follow because I really was working in social media, following mm-hmm. journalists, getting good information, and then sometimes random porn would pop up in my timeline, yeah, and I'll be like, "Oh, that's yeah. that nigga I followed ten years ago." Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it depends on who you follow, and there's, but the, at the end of the day, culture again talking about the culture, Twitter is a part of the culture, and now that's just like. That's like Facebook going down for real. That's like, what if there was no more Facebook? Like, what if Facebook just went Look, up in flames? Let me tell y'all something. Maybe I'm just like from the wrong time, <laughs> but I could give two shits if social media just completely exploded. You could put every app, every social media app in a rocket and send it up in space <laughs> and blow it up. I wouldn't care, honestly. I'm hanging on to it. Then what it. do you do as an artist, though? How are you going to market? That's what I'm saying. I, I'm hanging on to it, and it is fun. I'm not going to act like I never use it. Like, I'm like that cool, but like... Look, man, it's we could do without it. We spend a lot of time on this planet without social media, and Elon Musk making people subscribe to Twitter. I don't. Know. <laughs> you said I will, he said eight dollars a month for a blue check mark, y'all. I will delete my Twitter so <laughs> fucking fast, yo. I'm not paying eight dollars. Eight dollars a month, a month just to get verified, just to be verified. I don't need to be verified to fucking tweet. I tweet like once a month. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him, yo. Fuck him. 
I worked hard for my check mark, how, how did? I slaved for my check mark when I worked in the media industry and they gave me a check mark because I worked in the media industry. How dare? And now he's just going to let anybody have it? No, fuck that. How, <laughs> he's just going to let How dare this billionaire dangle check marks over broke people heads? Right, it's inflation. For eight dollars. It's inflation right now. And fuck you're... <laughs> him, yo. Fuck him, yo. It's inflation right now. And niggas really used to say, like, if they start charging on this app, y'all not going to pay. Like, they, they were like, nah, I'll pay for this app. It's hilarious. I love Twitter. I'm like, not nowadays. Paying for Twitter. I'm not paying for Twitter. If I had to pay for one app, it would be Twitter. It, I would not pay for Instagram or Facebook. But I'm not paying for anything at all. Me, personally, I get most of my engagement and, and you know, clients, whatever, from Instagram. So if I had to pay for something, I would I would use Instagram. And I put money in Instagram, running ads, whatever, whatever. But, um, yeah, nah, fuck that. I'm uh-huh. not paying for no blue check. You got it. I'm not paying either. You Especially, like you said, you're already a billionaire. What do you want it for? Like, now, what do you gain? I would what pay- was the reason? I would pay if I if I gotta if I could like maybe communicate with certain entities. Oh, like if you get verified, you'll be part of this cool internet network where you could DM Jay Z. Or like yeah, or like you know what I'm saying because like some some people who I might want to reach out to that got a blue check, I can't get to them. Because the blue check difference, whatever. I don't yeah. know the fucking algorithm. I literally, no, I literally just said that it is kind of like a class difference. When you see somebody with a blue check, it's like, oh, they're verified, they're popular, they're famous. No blue check, oh, you don't matter. But even then, though, like, you you could really pimp, you could pimp fucking, um, uh... Your Twitter bio? Not Twitter. What's the what's the social, uh, LinkedIn? Oh, yeah. You DM could do people? A lot, yeah, you could do stuff through LinkedIn, Instagram. I was just like, telling you yeah. how I was networking. So Networking events are back, y'all. Y'all need to get out and network. Maybe I should put it on an event soon. Yeah, maybe we Wick yeah. Records does not stand with Twitter. Well, I don't... <laughs> well, I stand with the employees who were fired, the Tweeps, they call themselves. <coughs> and literally, guess what? What did they what? call themselves? Tweeps. Tweeps? That's what employees there called themselves, yes. Why not, are you laughing at Not me? if they've been fired, they call themselves No, they tweeps. always called themselves Tweeps. Like, if you worked at Twitter, you called yourself a Tweep. That's mad funny. And also, <laughs> another thing I learned, you know, from following people that work there and stuff was Excuse that... Me. Uh, Elon Musk, as soon as he came in, dismantled the BRGs, the business resource groups, like Blackbirds, where all the black people would have a community mm. and have somewhere to, you know, fellowship in this crazy workspace. And now they don't even have that anymore. If you are still there, if you still have a job, you don't got that no more because he took that mm. away. Yeah. So, yeah, this kind of goes back to what we were saying at the top about people just trying to slowly revert back to our old ways and... Um, you know, recently a woman said to me, like, democracy's always been the ropes, depending on where you sit. If you're black, it's always been on the ropes. <laughs> like, so people are like, oh my God, the state black of democracy. Stuff. Like, no, being black, it's just always been a battlefield. And Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this up in here, it's always been like that. Yeah. Well, maybe we should end with something positive. You're working on some new music, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. you want to tell the folks anything about that? Where to buy merch and things? Uh, if you guys want to follow everything I have going on with my music career, um, all you really have to do uh is really just uh, if because I'm not on every social media app as you can probably conclude from my conversation, <laughs> but just check out my website. Um, it's a one stop shop. My merch. You can even book me through there if you're an artist or producer want to work with me. Um, you can, you know, see what live shows I got coming up. We got something going on at the hub here in a few weeks, December 2nd. Definitely come out to that. But the website is www.brother, spelled B-R-O-T-H-A, dot info. www.brother.info. 
That's everything you need right there. Do you still need the www dot? Uh, I thought people just stopped saying that in like 2012. Look, see, I don't know. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. Brother, like... <laughs> brother dot info. Brother dot info. Brother and, info. well, y'all know Brother Ash is also my boyfriend, so of course I had to chime in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now I can tell y'all at the end of the episode, like, they already know. <laughs> yeah. They know, they yeah. know, they know. See, now I don't even know if I can sing Drake no more. Don't cancel Drake over this. If anything, it's like a slap on the wrist. Like, all right, Drake. Like, a slap ain't... on the wrist? That's the problem. Yeah. You're giving a slap on the wrist to women domestic violence? He did not do nothing to her. This is not... Drake Drake did not... He did not attack Meg Thee Stallion. But he... In the context of the word... Caused her trauma with his words. Okay. He, if he caused her trauma with his words, that's between Drake and Megan Thee Stallion. Okay. I'm not about to you, not listen to... I hope to, you still don't listen to R. Kelly. R. Kelly touched children. Okay. And, and sexually assaulted children. Drake said, uh, you know, a little... Tongue in cheek. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, that's just, that's a huge difference. But I know, but we, we still... <laughs> we still have to acknowledge the fact that we need to protect black women. Look, if I ever... Protect black women, that's the name of the episode. Protect black women. I ain't never gonna disagree with that. Protect protect them beautiful black women. All the time, always. Protect I, I, them blue... <laughs> that's a wrap, that's a wrap. <laughs> That concludes another episode of YBO. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO Podcast. And like I said, you can follow me on Twitter while I still have one <laughs> at Miss Chris D, M-I-S-S-C-H-R-I-S-D-E-E. I guess I should take a picture of my blue check mark to prove that I was once verified. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to show my grandkids one day. They not going to care. OG. Yeah. And, they um, they going to be paying. Like, they going to have to save up. $20 a month to get a Twitter. $20, shit. <laughs> By the time we have grandkids, they're going to be like, yeah, it's $5,000 to get verified on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening, and I will be back with another episode soon. Actually, I already know who my next guest is, so I know you guys are going to love that episode.